Hey guys, welcome to the Tech Points Africa podcast. My name is Muiwa. My name is Oluwani Femi. And I'm Emmanuel. So Heritage could not join us today, but uh, the hopefully, yeah, under the weather, but he'll be with <laughs> us next week. Let's get on with the stories of the week. Yeah, okay. Femi, something's going on in Ikiti. Okay, good news in Southwest Nigeria, Ikiti State. A Victor is interested in the state and they want to lay 160 kilometer of fiber cable in the state. Mm-hmm. And it's coming after, like, it's kind of an incentive for the state because it's coming six weeks after this large, the right of which are just from 5,000 naira per meter to 145 naira per meter, as stipulated mm-hmm. by the federal government. Mm-hmm. And from a reliable source, we got to know that the telco is MTN Nigeria. Yes, that's quite huge and is a very great, like, it, it kind of opened up the state or the eyes of the fed, of the state government mm-hmm. and they are going to build, like, um, a tech hub in the mm-hmm. state. And we expect, we expect that it's going to attract tech entrepreneurs to the state. Mm-hmm. The startups in the state already, it will make them grow. And like their sister city, Akure, that actually... I don't know, I don't want to say put the horse before the cat, went ahead to build a tech hub because where it has a tech university and the startup started leaving, migrating to other states because guess mm. what? Um, internet connectivity. So we hope that since they have the internet connectivity already, it will bring startups and they will be able to survive. Mm. Okay, so interesting. Uh, but based on my conversation with Funke Opeke, the CEO of Main One Cable Company, a fiber optic company, it seems a crash and right of way might not be uh, enough to just attract investments to a particular state. Really? So beyond the right of way charges, uh, you have to look at the market. Is there a market in Ekiti for the kind of businesses that will come to Ekiti? Mm. Now, comparing with Lagos, that has up to 5,000 naira per meter for right-of-way charges, but the businesses are still coming in. Is there a market like that in Lagos? I mean, in Ekiti, yeah. Yeah, yeah and that question could be, is it, it could be a chicken and egg situation. Mm. Yes, Lagos is the commercial capital of Nigeria, mm. but it's also mm. possible that the reason why um, many startups are not migrating to Ekiti, mm. unlike they are maybe in... Uh, um, you see, Joss, but yeah, you listen, yeah, um, Simshagaya's you listen, or um, even in Portacourt or other Abuja, states, yeah. maybe it's because internet connectivity in the kitty is not that great. Mm. Uh, so it's also possible that it's a chicken and egg situation. If there was no internet connectivity, startups will not come, mm. yeah. But I think the big picture, the biggest picture here is that. This is all going into achieving Nigeria's broadband plan. plan. 70% penetration. 70% by penetration by 2025. Yeah. So it's good news. Really good news. Good news. It's good news. Speaking about broadband penetration mm. and all of that, yeah. something is also happening in northern Nigeria. Yeah, yeah. of course. The Nigerian government has approved uh, a fiber project to cover the 19 states in northern Nigeria. We're okay. talking about the northwest and the northeastern states of mm. Nigeria. So apparently, uh, two years ago, uh, Galaxy Backbone, the subsidiary of the National uh, Ministry of Communications that deals with uh, fiber cables in the national fiber cable project. So one has been ongoing in the south, apparently, south, south, southwest and southeast. And they've been laying cables from Lagos, the international cables to the south, south, Portacourt and the southeast, Enugu. Then they moved to the north central. So now they're entering phase two of this project to take the cables to uh from Kano, Sokoto, Borono, and many other states in northern Nigeria. So two years ago, they signed a loan, uh, an MOU with Hawaii Technologies in China, mm-hmm. and they got a $328 million funding from Exim Bank. That is about mm-hmm. 126 
billion naira. Mm. So yeah, so it it also ties in with the broadband project we just discussed, and mm-hmm. of course, uh, Lagos has been doing something interesting with the uh, unified mm-hmm. fiber unified project fiber. and a lot of that. So and yeah, I, I think this is kind of more incentive to the north. Like I mean, we were mentioning the right time mm. you listening just he must have seen like um, a kind of um, prospect in the northern part of Nigeria mm-hmm. and Kaduna. We remember Kaduna actually removed. It did not just slash the rights of yeah, way. Kaduna states removed it completely. We should be the ID situation. Yeah. And something that something I just uh, saw in all of this is that you know one of the issues with broadband penetration, especially the remote sides, the northern sides that are not coastal, mm-hmm. has always mm-hmm. been how to get there connectivity mm-hmm. to the last mile. Mm-hmm. I know that Nigeria has at the coasts of Lagos about three hundred peta um tera, tera terabytes, bits yeah, terabytes of so. data every day being wasted. So it's just like the power situation where mm-hmm. We generate power, but we don't distribute all of it. Mm. So we have like 300 terabits and only like one is being spread across Nigeria. Mm. Mm. So when you, when you start to think about it, why why do telcos charge so much? Because they, 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 they buy so much in bulk, but they're mm. not able to... Yeah. You know, uh, so I think the big picture here again is penetration, mm. yeah. access, hopefully affordability. Affordability, hopefully. Yeah. I hope so. And quality. I hope so. Yeah. And quality. <laughs> so yeah, we observing over the years. Yeah. Okay, let's move to out of Nigeria, Kenya. Mm. Something's also going on yeah, in Kenya. Kenya. They are trying to regulate these digital lenders. They want to regulate the interest rates they charge on their loans. Now, mm. if you go to the Google Play Store, you, you must have noticed a lot of these apps. They are offering you quick personal loans. Maybe you are broke. Yeah, without collateral. Maybe you are broke or you just you are in urgent needs of cash. And it's from what we've observed from the past few researches we've done at TechPoint, we notice that okay these interest rates are very very high most times some are as high as 520 percent a year if you look at it so the kenya central bank has been trying to crack down on these guys so they're proposing a new law that will enable them track everything these guys are doing before they launch any new product before they make any new increments they have to confirm with the central bank of kenya if not they will not be allowed to operate in this country Okay. So that imposes a form of restriction on them. I think this is the second restriction they are imposing on them before they stop them from listing with the Credit Reference Bureau. Yeah, the Credit Reference Bureau is supposed to uh, list anyone who defaults on these loans. Mm. But for these loan apps, anyone who defaults on them can go to the next one and default. Mm-hmm. So that's... Uh, so Kenya is just trying to crack down on them. In Nigeria, it's... I think the reverse is the case. Mm-hmm. Uh more uh, regulators really talk about these things and uh, these fintech startups have to uh, do things themselves by creating a platform that we enable them a lot themselves of default yeah. of the so yeah, exactly time. so uh, i mean nigeria nigerian fintech startups seem to be taking um, initiative to solve their problem but yeah. now in kenya is the regulator the regulators, the exactly yeah and, and then then that's the, nice. the question here now is when the government is involved in innovation, it seems is there always the, the tendency to stifle it? To stifle, stifle it, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But this has to protect the consumer. I think that's that's the yeah. Okay. Good luck to that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Speaking about digital lenders and online identity, trying to find out who is who borrowing is money from here, yeah. owing this other person, and mm. going able to take a loan here. Nigeria has a very ambitious plan. Mm. Thirty yes. years running. And <laughs> of, where uh, are we, right? Of, of unifying our uh, identity. <laughs> yes. What, what's going on with that? Yes. Yeah, so what's the news first of all? <laughs> the news is that um, there is um, a committee mm. that was um, inaugurated sometimes in 2019, right? Um, to to follow this up, following the progress that we've made over the years, progress in quotes, people. Mm. 
Um, for now, as a Nigerian, I think you have you can be identified through your NIMC card. You can be identified through your INEC mm. voter's card. You can be mm. identified through your driver's license, your yeah. BVN. Mm-hmm. You can be at an international passport. International passport. Yes, but all this with the one that Nigerian is involved with, they are, they are trying to streamline them so that they can connect them together. Mm-hmm. I remember um, during, I think when um, NIN was pushed again, like um, national education number, mm. when it wanted to be linked with BVN, mm. and they were trying to push it, like if you if, if you can't link to your BVN, you can't get loans, you can't do this, you can't do that. But at the stage that we are, I think it's just um, 14 million, 40 million Nigerian that are, um, that are ID'd through yeah. the BVA, through the um, NINC, NINC, NINC initiative. Yeah. So we, we don't know, we know that we still have a long way to go, but what is the current state? That is the question we want to ask mm-hmm. now. What is the current state? What is the progress? Mm-hmm. What is the progress? Because for now, NIN registration has, is kind of on the road. Mm-hmm. That, I, I think there was a time when they were going to link it with uh, phone numbers Mm-hmm. that I, I went out with a colleague to ask people and they were like, they should cut them off from communicating because the crowd at those educational places, they are too much. So mm. I don't know if people are really keen into this. Mm. The, the question also now is, another question is, is this achievable? Uh, there's a five-year plan or something, yeah, right? Yeah, a five-year plan mm-hmm. to integrate every database in Nigeria. And we're talking about all the things you just mentioned, the passport, mm-hmm. the driver's license, the BVN. They want to integrate everything into one central national database. But the funny thing is, that was the plan 13 years ago <laughs> when the, it was an act mm. established in 2007. And that was the plan to integrate the database from all these organizations. Mm-hmm. And 13 years later, we're creating a steering committee to achieve so the same like thing. Every, every four or five years, there's always a new committee. Five, yeah, mm-hmm. a new committee to steer it in the right direction. And of course, our Nigerian government, we have committees with stellar minds, but... Yeah. But, uh, like, can <laughs> we achieve a, a uniform database? Because most of our... Most of the collection of information... Mm. They are not they, they, they are not uploaded to the cloud to start with. They are, most of them are on hard drive or in files mm-hmm. or in rooms. Mm-hmm. So how do you want to bring all those things together? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's a very good question. Wow. And so we we need I, I we need to I, I don't know if the, the committee has released any details about they how not. they plan to do this. But based on the yet. past and um, occurrences, yeah, we're not too hopeful. We're not, we're not hopeful. We are, we'll, we'll be, we'll be yeah. paying attention. We, we're we paying are, attention. Yes, and talking about identity, now there, there is a way you look at yourself when you're in your country and there's a way people look at you from outside. And as a Nigerian now, the, the picture is not a very nice one. Hmm. It's not a very nice one. So from, from we wrote, if you check our website, we had the hmm. link about a person's experience, being a well-traveled person and the way Nigerian, the Nigerians are um, they, they are perceived when you see them online. Mm. Well, because for some obvious reasons, our the reputation the is the not... The Oshpopi effect. Yes, yeah, the Oshpopi effect. And, and the Invictus, Invictus effect. Yes, Invictus effect. We, and then the we, FBI effect. With that, <laughs> where they released a list of 1,000 fraudsters and they decided to highlight the just this less than 70 Nigerians. Was it less than 70 Nigerians? The headline was Nigerians. Yes. Wow. But it was 1,000 people. Only wow. 77 were Nigerians. Yes. Anyway, so we'll put the link to, we'll yes, put the link to we'll that. Put the link. In, 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 uh, uh, okay. 
Um, speaking about that, there's a new financial policy that is supposed to. Um, I think. Okay, Emmanuel. Okay, th- yeah, th- a new financial policy. So the SEC <laughs> is creating a new framework. No, they have created a new framework and they mm-hmm. want to implement it. So the what the gist of the framework is that every telco in Nigeria, telcos and ISPs, are to submit their financials to the telecom regulator, and it's <laughs> not just submitting their financials. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's they call it the uh, accounting separation framework. So they are separating an account for each of their various units. So if NTN has several subsidiaries, they're not mm-hmm. going to aggregate all the information in MTN as MTN Nigeria. Mm-hmm. They are going to create separate accounts for their internet fiber uh, mm-hmm. accounting series, their internet services, their calls. They have to create separate accounts. So the NCC wants to track how each particular subsector of the telecom industry is performing. And... Okay, what's the point of this? Well, the point why? of this is <laughs> to uh, <laughs> they want to try and observe what is happening. They want to know who is dominating what and try and uh, mitigate against any com- anti-competitive practices. So monopoly, to yeah, antitrust and whatever antitrust, they call it, like what whatever. they call it in America. Yeah, exactly. Is that so, not similar to what MTN Ghana was? Yeah, yeah, MTN Ghana. Yes, do? yeah, Ghana MT- just Ghana was trying to do with MTN Ghana. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so uh, Ghana said, okay, they declared MTN Ghana as a market power and they wanted to break their dominance by mm-hmm. introducing some form of policies but analyzing these policies in ghana and in nigeria and of course you will see it in the article you will see that okay a lot of these things have been tried elsewhere before but uh we've not seen much of these results mm-hmm. you, whether it's the accounting separation framework it has been tried as far back as 1994 mm-hmm. in australia and the uk and in ghana the what they are trying to do nigeria has even tried it but still, we are still having the issue of are we really competitive? No new telco has been able to break in to the dominant big four, or if you look at it closely, the dominant big three. Uh, given what the big three? <laughs> MTN, Airtel, and Glow. Um, just okay. No offense to Nine Mobile. <laughs> it's still okay. on the list, anyways. But if it's, if it's to the benefit, I don't know who's who is gaining from this. I don't know, maybe it's the telcos or mm. the regulators or the people using it. I'm not sure who is supposed okay, to gain so from the, this. Everyone is supposed to gain. So anti-competitive practices will actually let other smaller players come into the market. Okay. So when there is more competition, it's supposed to drive the cost of data, the cost of calls, everything. It's supposed to drive it down. There is such mm-hmm. a thing as too much competition though, if you ask mm. me. Mm-hmm. There is such a thing as too much competition. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> there's there's also there's also too much dominance. So 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 I guess there's a balance. But speaking about regulators mm. regulating telcos, um, um, Vodafone, mm, which yeah. is the, was the parent body of Safaricom, mm-hmm. which pr- pr- produced um, M-Pesa. Yeah, remember they had to leave. So, um, they had to leave Kenya. In uh, recently, we did a story on that, I believe, and. Yeah. In the Vodacom and Safaricom then came together to, to create, create a new entity. Yeah. Yes. Because Indeed. of Kenya's regulations, like yeah. that, you know, foreign participation in their in their in their telco. And mm. now Vodacom mm. is about to launch a new financial okay. service in South Africa. Mm. Something like M-Pesa, right? Yeah. Okay. But the interesting thing here is this. It's coming just a week after they released a, um, um, partnership. a yeah a partnership with Ant fin- Ant Financials, which is Alipay, the the body behind Alipay, oh, okay. which is Alibaba. Mm-hmm. Right? So they're trying to launch a new product, like it's like mobile money in South Africa. Mm. This is not the first time Vodacom will be trying. They've mm. tried two or three different times. They mm. tried in 2010, mm. 
Mm-hmm. It didn't pick up. They tried it in 2014. They got some 76,000 active users. After two years. It and then after two years, they shut it down. <laughs> <laughs> so they've always been trying to enter the South Africa market mm. because they, according to, to data, um, South Africa has 10 million unbanked adults. Mm. So they've been trying to really enter the South Africa market. They've also tried Nigeria too. Mm. But um, yeah, so it's a joint venture between um, M-Pesa and Vodacom. Vodacom. Right. So they both have equal stake in that. Ah, and uh, equal stake, not bad. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be another try for them because mm-hmm. when you've tried a place like two times already and you're coming back the third time, you're expecting that they have a new strategy or a different strategy from what they've been using before. So hopefully this time, we hope that they actually gain the entrance they they um they look forward to mm-hmm. and be able to spread across mm-hmm. so fully and um south africa is not a new market for um mobile money to start with right mm-hmm. like their kenya counterpart so hopefully it will embrace yeah. them yeah well, i also find it interesting that mobile money has not been able to crack in two of africa's biggest markets yeah, Nigeria, Nigeria and south africa and they, they are very, very big countries, very, very diverse countries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I, I remember an interview with the managing uh, vice managing director of uh, eTransact, and he explained that okay, with M-Pesa, there was one language, Swahili, mm-hmm. yeah. come on to Kenya. But with mm-hmm. Nigeria, how do you develop mobile money for mm. only Ondo states, only Oyo states? Oh, that's true. Dialects yeah. in these states are very, very different. You are but, trying but, to but look at mobile unbank- money USSD based. Yeah, it's USSD based, but how many of these people are actually literate enough to operate so this? So the unbanked population that you are trying to go for mm. are not even literate enough to handle most of these things. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll be monitoring what um, M-Pesa and Vodacom. That's the new venture between them. Mm-hmm. We'll, yeah. we'll do it. We'll, we'll finally be able to break into South Africa. This is their third try. Mm. Uh, wow. Around that same year too, they did announce in 2016, they announced plans to come to Nigeria, but it hasn't happened since then. Anyway, I, um, I think that's all for today. Of course, we also published a story about um, um, Google Mobility, Google's mobility report yeah. yes. that revealed that Nigerians abandoned remote work for a brief period during the lockdown. Lockdown. Uh, um, but yes. now they are back. Yes. They are... After the lockdown was was um, relaxed, they went back to, to the office. To the office. And yeah. now they are back to... They are back to remote, remote work. work. Mm. So yeah. Nigerians are back to... So they are tired yeah. of going out. Mm. <laughs> I think that's Eventually. good news. Maybe the numbers that we are seeing, the numbers keep increasing, the coronavirus yes. cases. Yeah. So maybe after a while, that's, that's the energy that they went out with. Yes, People were tired of being home. Yeah, they, they went out. out then so but now they are back remote to remote. work is better. Yeah. And Google is the, probably the best to give us this data because yeah. they track... Everyone that has an Android phone or a phone that has Google Maps mm-hmm. and your location is on. They can track your movement. So they know when you're home, they know when you're out. Yeah. And of mm. course, so Google knows everything. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want more details into that, find out why, what Nigerians were doing, why they went back uh, home after a while. It's corona, also on tech Coronavirus starts. Every other thing we've talked about today, yes. <laughs> it's on techpoint.africa. Mm. We'll also put links in the episode notes or description, wherever you're listening from. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, um, Techpoint Build is still holding. Yes. Yeah. yes oh gosh. Yes. August 27th, August 28th. Completely online. Yes. Yeah. We are in tune with the times. Uh, one thing, important thing we should say is that um, we know that when the lockdown started, the pandemic started, many people were doing webinars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if you noticed, if you've observed, TechPoint Tech did not do anything. Do that. We're trying to make sure that we, we could, you know, 
get the best value, provide the best platform. So we have a new platform that is yes. very, very awesome. It is not Zoom. It is not. It's, it's not your regular. It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's networking opportunities. There are lounges. lounges. There's a table. You can mm. connect with people. All of that. Very, very interesting. We'll put um, a link to a thread that explains that to you mm. so you can mm-hmm. find out. It's free to attend. Yeah. Free. Totally free. Is free. there seven? <laughs> yes, you, you can do you, that at, you at your, your house. <laughs> it's totally free. <laughs> totally free to attend. And we have amazing speakers from all over Africa. Yeah. All over Africa. I'm serious. South mm. Africa, Nigeria, even Guinea-Bissau. So, plenty of speakers, different, lots of interesting insights about what you know Africans are doing around tech. So, I'm actually looking forward to the networking. Yeah, me too. So <laughs> go to build.techpoint.africa. We'll also put a link to that. And everything we've discussed today, apart from reading about more about them on the website, you can also con- join the conversation on community.techpoint.africa. That's mm-hmm. our forum. Yeah. We're talking about everything anything that is going tech. on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I forgetting anything? No. Mm, okay. If you're listening to us for the first time, can catch yeah. us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, anywhere else you get your podcast. Yeah. If yes. I mean. Final words. Um, no, you're not going to see our faces today, but it's okay. You can listen to this voice and we hope we'll be back. We're only yes. on a post. We hope to be back. So take care of yourself. Bye. Yes, we'll be back. We're on the drawing board. In fact, something is cooking. Something well, is cooking, right? I don't, I don't, I don't think we should reveal it yet. But mm. something yeah. is cooking. So anticipate. Anticipate. <laughs> yes, that's the last word. Anticipate. So take care, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.